you would call it cosplay. I've never really understood the fascination with cosplay, and then I ordered this ridiculous helmet, and uh, yeah, now I get it. And for the, the viewers that are listening to this on audio, this is a Bubba Fett uh, Black Series uh, electronic helmet that is ready for the next, you know, outbreak of whatever. One of the coolest things that I saw during the beginning of the pandemic was this guy that walked into the grocery store with the Bubba Fett, you know, helmet on. I was like, fuck, man, how can I be like you? How can I be like you? What's up, Three Greg? Leave Solo, take the cannoli. Well, greetings, everybody. This is What Does It All Mean podcast. I am your host, James Lewis, Jimmy Lewis. Sometimes Bubba Fett, whatever you want to call it. Happy Saturday night. We still got another 57 minutes here on the west coast of, uh, of this Saturday. So I got to explain, I was going to do a, I was going to do a Halloween special last week, but, uh, I got sick, you know, every time, every, I'm still a little sick. You can, you can see it, but, uh, Halloween's my birthday. So I was going to do this whole huge Halloween special and dress up and do all kinds of things. But then I got sick. So I love, you know, fall and in the beginning of like, you know, the winter season and all that. But oh my God, every time that the the season has changed, I get sick. And what I noticed is with all my friends too, they get sick as well, you know, so Everyone I talk to is like, oh, I'm sick, I'm sick, I'm sick. And, and these aren't people that I, you know, some people are in like New Mexico and they're sick. So, uh, you know, I, I hate being sick. And then with COVID, of course, every time you think that, you know, you have a sneeze or, you know, anything, you go right to the paranoia. Thank you, Sue. Thank you. So, yes. So I'm still recovering, so I apologize for the sound of my voice, but I physically could not do uh, the show last week, so whatever, it doesn't matter. I'll, I'll save it for next Halloween, right? We've got plenty more. So, anyways, but I hope you guys all had a great Halloween time. I, I Like I said, being sick wasn't that great, but still, nothing bad happened, and I got the Bubba Fett helmet, and, you know, it was... It was an awesome time. So, okay, I want to get into some of the news that uh, that happened in the last two weeks, I guess, since I've been around. Uh, I did this post. I did this post with, with like, Joe Rogan, okay? Uh, Three Greg says, yep, I'm dying. Yeah, straight up. It's, 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 we're all, and that's why, like, when the pandemic's, like, spread, and, and, like, you know, I heard that China was closing down, before everything, I'm like, oh shit, if China's closing down, we're all going to get sick. So we're all connected. We're all these like, we're all just a species of human beings that, you know, dude, we all get fucked up. It's over, you know, and I just feel that we're very fragile and yes, we survive, but also we're very fragile, you know, and I've fought death so many times and, you know, I think that's kind of part of life is fighting death, you know, and 
Sometimes it's emotional, sometimes it's actually physical, and who knows what causes it all, you know? So, anyways, here's to good health to everybody. And, uh, anyway, so back to the, to the, to this post, I, I post this Joe Rogan, you know, thing, just to kind of see where people were at, and it was a, it was a picture of Joe Rogan's face with an X through it, and basically saying that, like, we don't need this male testosterone, you know, society anymore. And I really just wanted to, to put it up there to see what what people had to say, you know? And I was kind of playing the devil's advocate. And in the back of my mind, I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm over Joe Rogan too. After he's pushing, you know, this this ivermectin and all this crazy shit, you know, I, I don't want to deal with him. But I never really thought that he was a real problem, you know? I always thought he was like just outside of the cup and a little just... Uh, you know, uh, just that male-driven alpha bullshit that, you know, you can take it or leave it, you know? So when I posted it with the X through it, you know, that was kind of like me. When I posted it, I was like, even though I'm playing the devil's advocate, I still feel like this cancel culture is bullshit. And by putting an X through Joe Rogan, I felt like, you know, that's stupid. Who the fuck am I to, to say that Joe Rogan's canceled? Unless he's, like, raped somebody, unless he's killed somebody, unless, you know whatever, you know, if you have an opinion on something, you know, if you're doing something in your health that might not go along with the health community standards, who the fuck am I to judge, you know, because we're all just these humans on this, this big planet, and yeah, we have scientists, and yeah, we have politicians, and yeah, we have all these people that think they know everything, but in hindsight, for me to, to, to push the cancel out, you know, Joe Rogan, I, and then some of the people were like, yeah, 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 and, and one guy was like, dude, I, I'm out, like, I'm gonna fucking bail out on this podcast because you did that, and, and you know, I understood it, I totally understood it, and I was like, well, good riddance, and, but then I started feeling like it wasn't the fact that I lost the follower, like, I love fucking losing followers, like, to me, when I lose followers, it's the greatest thing, because I know that those aren't the people that have my back, but when the real people are there, they'll have your back no matter what so what I found out was there was a big campaign smear by the media to uh, discredit Joe Rogan because he talked about that I I remect him and what's crazy is you know I started doing research because I, I felt weird about the whole post so I started doing the research and I start seeing that the people that are reporting the news, the people that are reporting how Joe Rogan is like the fucking devil of all devils, they were news outlets and they were sponsored by people like, not even people, they were sponsored by Pfizer. So in every single news, like just go Google who your fucking, your news people is brought to you by. It's by Pfizer. And, and when you know that, it's a fucking trip. So... When I heard that, I was like, I got to take down that, that ex of Joe. And I did. And, you know, I don't think it was the smartest thing to do to put horse tranquilizer in you and do all that shit. But once again, I had COVID and it fucking sucked. And uh, when you're scared, you'll try anything, you know. And so I don't know what to say. Uh, I, I don't think that the cancel culture is appropriate. Only when you've raped somebody, sexually assaulted somebody done something horrible and then I saw some random quote this I'm gonna go outside the box but I saw some random random quote where it kind of made me like scratch my head at first where I was almost offended by it like as a man and it was some woman saying you know guys shouldn't use the word tits or bitch anymore that should be taken off the record and I was like who does this chick and I thought you know what that's totally correct you know because what if somebody called your mom like uh you know a bitch and referred to her tits, you know? And I thought about that, I'm all, as, as a society, we've gotta grow past these canceling people. We've gotta, we've gotta talk to people and we gotta see their perspective and, and be the woman that's being referred to as tits or whatever that might be. And I think when we put people, when you put yourself in other people's perspective, like me putting myself in Joe Rogan's shoes, it helps me to understand you know, everything, especially knowing that Pfizer sponsors the media that creates the, the hype to fuck him up. But here's the thing about these podcasts. They're so off the cuff and they're so powerful because 
Nobody can stop you. You can do what you want to do. And so to me, I think that, you know, there's a lot to say in that. And so he's got like 120 million viewers that'll never stop him. And that's where you start to think, why did the media try to, to do that so much? Okay, let me read some of these comments because this is a little controversial. And then I'm going to jump in with our guest in like four minutes. Let's see. So uh, we got a guest tonight. We're going to be talking about some shit. Joe is not a problem. He can be fun. And J three Greg says, and Joe doesn't make you hear his show. Exactly. I, I, that's how I feel too. Like you can tune in and you can listen, right? Or you can turn away. You know, some of the shit he says I find is really funny. I just think that, uh, you know, me personally, I wouldn't ever do the Joe. I would never do the Ivy Mectrum. But uh, I don't think that he is a worthy of cancel culture and, and shutting them out. And, and we have this problem in society where we just bring people down like, oh, if they've done something wrong, just, you know, just they got to go. And I don't think that's it. I think, well, you know, why don't we find out what's going on with people? So, cancel Joe because he got scared. It's not like he raped anybody. He, this is Dave, the photo guy. He just passed a virus that has a great chance of killing someone. See, this is a great point too. You know, that's a great point. I like to see all these these aspects, you know? So, uh, I got you. I got you. I, I totally agree, you know? And, and that's the fine line. Me, personally, I'm paranoid of COVID, like... I got the, the fucking vaccination right away and the beginning of these podcasts were all about my my experience through through the vaccination because I had health issues with it because I have food allergies, but I was kind of so scared I just wanted to take the fucking you know vaccination as soon as I did and you know, believe me, I listen to science and that's me personally. But you know, as as a musician Dave, the photo guy. Um, yes, I have not played a show since COVID. I have not. I put my band in a room for one one day when COVID was down. That like one week that was all cool. We had a, a rehearsal. It was amazing. We were going to start doing shows, but then COVID right, went right back up. And I thought that my entertainment, my music, my anything was not worth putting others at jeopardy at all. And I still feel that. And until I feel that COVID is completely kind of handled in a real situation, I can't do that. I, I can't create an entertainment platform that I feel safe with. I never want anyone to get sick or die because of seeing a show. Like when we were young, could you imagine that? Like going to see Jane's Addiction or fucking, you know, you know, anybody. Sisters of Mercy and coming back going like, dude, I, I almost died because I got COVID. You know, like that, we didn't have that. And the world is just so different now. It was kind of like the September 11th, like, you know, there was pre-September 11th and there's post and we're just living in a different world. And, and now, you know, it's the same with this, with, with this COVID and I, we can't live in fear, but also I don't want to spread any form of, uh, stuff, you know, misinformation or like you said, killing. So I agree with that, 100%. We will ultimately be too afraid to say anything funny, wise, or honest. Uh, uh, as of that, I'll tell you, I believe that comedians should be allowed to say whatever they want as long as they don't, uh, you know, deliberately breed, like, deliberately buddy, you know, and say things, things with negative, uh, you know, contentations. So we're going to get my guest up on here. So I love it, guys. I love it. That's what I want. Hopefully, hopefully Michael will be coming in here really quick. Yellow. Right. Yes. What's up, buddy? What's going on, brother? Shit, another on? night. Sorry, I'm outside right now. It's the only place I can talk. Don't even trip. I like it. Everybody, this is Michael Perez. How you doing, brother? How you doing? I'm doing very good, actually. Thank you very much. How's everybody? I'm doing fantastic. Everyone here, we were just talking about some crazy shit with um, with the whole Joe Rogan and cancel culture and just, you know, it's just you know what's funny about Joe Rogan for the longest that? time, for the longest time. I thought he was the guy that used to host the grind on MTV. Uh huh. I thought that was like the same guy for like years. And okay. then and then I kind of remember him from news radio. Then I didn't hear about him until a few years ago. And, and yeah. he had, apparently has this incredibly successful podcast. 
He used to do Fear Factor too, and that's oh, right. Oh, that's he right. Had, that's the yeah. other thing I know him from. Remember that yeah. fucking Fear Factor? He had hair, and he just looked like he was. I, I I liked him. I never had any issues with the guy, you know. But yeah, his his podcast is extremely powerful, and I know he's friends with Dave Chappelle, and I know Chappelle just came out and said that there's you know other forces of be that are trying to cancel comedians and people that have power. If you've got a following of 120 million. Yeah, definitely going to watch you. I don't think canceling really works for the established acts. If like Bill Cosby's free, you know what I mean? Like, and he's like planning on doing shows soon. Yeah. And uh, Trump was elected president. Like, I I, I don't think it works. Like people think it does. Like, okay, Gina Carano doesn't have a career anymore. You know, okay. Well, what they say, too, is all press is, is like what people don't understand about the Trump thing is, too. I'm seeing a lot more Trump uh, news up on the uh, the uh, social media. OK, what what any good businessman knows is like any press is good press. If you, you you're playing a show like a concert and you fucking suck, like you dropped acid and you, you fucking threw up on somebody. Dude, oh, that like Travis Scott. That would be so much better than you just having a great show that night because that negativity sells to to the masses, and that's right. where it's kind of a thing. Anyways, uh, Rhonda says uh, hi, Michael, and then uh, oh, hi. I, then uh, then we had Greg, three. Greg said, "What's the topic?" I think we're gonna once we get into it, we're gonna discuss uh, Star Trek versus Star Wars. So that hence hence the Bubba the Bubba Fett you know deal. We were nice. we're. We were talking this week about you know these things. So uh, I think I think our topic was which one is being destroyed slowly by its own fan base more. Yeah, exactly. And bro, I've been watching so much. Like uh, to get into this, I I've stepped away from the Star Trek universe like for probably about twenty years, just because it's it's it it is what it is. Like I you know once Next Gen kind of ended, I didn't think there would ever be anything worthy of you know, greatness. And then they came out with some other shows. And then finally I started watching Star Trek Discovery uh, like two weeks ago. And I'm like, holy shit, here's some really good plot lines and a good story and a good development that brought me back into the whole fucking universe. And now I'm sucked back into it. So, you know. Well, that's good. I'm, and that's better to hear than what I usually hear, which is all negative, terrible things. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> no, it, right? it's refreshing to hear somebody actually happy to watch something star trek related again well then it brings it back because like with, with the whole with sincerity thing, it, it gets crazy because they jump like so far into the future where it just eclipses on this whole other timeline and the crazy thing about uh star trek is that gene roddenberry he met with this crazy psychic uh I forget. I don't want to say it's Alex or Crombie, but someone like fucking really crazy like that. And they had these weird seances and they said they met with some guy from beyond and fucking Gene Roddenberry was just writing down notes for notes for notes for notes. Talk talk about all this crazy shit. And then that turned into Star Trek. But then we had all these other people like Tesla's um, like one of Tesla's students was there and like all these like big people that started to develop modern industry in the way that yeah what's his name the guy in pasadena the guy like that tony stark and dr doom are based off of jack parsons okay have you ever heard of him he was a rocket scientist like he was literally dr doom he died he was in a pasadena his uh, mansion in pasadena exploded this is how he died right holy shit yeah Right. And while he was doing a science experiment in his basement, but he was also like some super scientific occult master, so-and-so. And, and uh, yeah, he's a very interesting guy. I really suggest looking up anything you can about him. Yeah, I'll check Local that boy, out. too. Totally. Local boy did good. See, yeah, that's why I love doing this show, because then it gives me more, like like I said, just because we had the conversation, now I'm sucked back into to Star Trek. I'm, I'm religious with Star Wars. Like, I, I can't tell you, like, uh, there's a show that I had before on, I think, the first season, and I talk about how when I was 15, I was super suicidal, and Star Trek was the fucking show that, like, kept me alive because I wanted to see what was going to happen. And when you have a story that that's that good, like, for me, I never strayed. Like, even with these shitty movies that they put out the last, like, you know, couple years, like, I'm still in. But, like, that's just because I'm so invested as a fan that I just... I love the whole fucking universe. I, I don't know if they know what to do, and I think they're too scared to take any major risks. Like, when it comes between the two franchises, I'm more Wars than Trek. 
yeah. I have a respect for Trek. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know how, like, you have those Marvel fans that, like, Marvel, but they, they have the respect for DC. Like, you know, they know what came yes. first. Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm in that. I'm in that boat. And uh, I think they're just scared because I don't think nobody wants to take another next generation type leap and start yeah. out like a whole new part of the continuity or the prior continuity. Yeah. But but they also don't want to stray away because everything's brand recognition now. Like, you know, they just want Kirk and Spock and, you know, and they don't feel like Picard can stand on his own, I guess. I don't Picard's, know. I think he's just Picard's as much okay. of a. That's an okay show. But, like, if you haven't seen Discovery, and, and three, Greg, his name is Michael. It's Michael Perez. If you haven't seen uh, Star Trek Discovery, to me, that's the most radical shit so far. They've got, like, they've got, like. A, a gay couple in there and it works. They've got like, they just got these radical different concepts where like you actually see the Klingon war. Like we've always heard okay. about the Klingon war. Do they start the fucking Klingon war in like the first episode of discovery uh, on the first seat? They start the whole war. Can I ask now, a question off of that real quick? Yeah. 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 Do you have a problem with how the Klingons look currently as opposed to how they've been shown prior? Or do you feel it, there there needs to be an incontinuity answer to that? Or is it they, just they, that? They, they touch on that. They touch on that. So, okay, I don't want to, like, kind of fuck up the seasons or fuck up the, the shows. But in Discovery, so they talk about the war. And in the war, they're all just super clean cut. Like, they right. look like, like they have no hair, nothing. So then there's this one one guy that unites all the houses because uh, there's 24 different Klingon houses and in the name of like peace, they try to get together. But uh, this captain kills this person. So the, the, this captain kills their leader. So the Klingons get all pissed off. And then another Klingon leader kills that leader. And he starts to come up with these like radical ideas of like, no, we don't have to be clean cut. We, we, we're going to just let it all grow out. And then they became these fucking Klingon hippies. They totally okay. touch on it because those are inconsistencies that, yeah, you, you need to fill in the, the blanks. And this show has done it really well. So, do you, do you feel like maybe that was a question that didn't need to be answered? Like, it could have just been like, we we can we have updated prestige, you know what I mean? Like, no, makeup is no, better I than think, it was in I the sixties. My chick answered. My chick asked the same thing, like, because she started watching Discovery and she saw, hey, how come like they look like this? So, dude, if you're thinking it, she's thinking it. Like, it's a fantastic question. You know, you've got to wonder why. And then when you see the 24 houses of Klingon, you see like a little bit of difference in all of them, which makes it kind of cool because they're all different tribes and they're all different parts of, of Klingon. And when they start the war, it's just this one guy saying in Klingon, like, you know, lock, lock, lock. And it's like, remain right. Klingon, remain Klingon, remain Klingon. And they all lose their fucking mind and they all unify. And I think the whole premise is they beat the shit out of the Federation. So, like, it, I won't go huh. into details, but it's a really, it, it's a I mean, season war. It's great. Yeah, it sounds incredibly action-packed and, like, interesting. And I guess that was, like, a lot of people's problem with Star Trek. Because, you know, Star Trek's more on the philosophical, like, you know, mankind, you know, what we're capable of. Yep. You know, like, real yep. stories. You know, not just yep. bang, bang. And Star Wars is, you know, wish fulfillment, fantasy, and space. And it's awesome. They're both awesome in their own respects. And I know that they've gotten bigger with that now. There's a lot more uh, ship-to-ship combat, and, which is what they do best. Because, honestly, I can't stand Star Trek when they do, like, ground combat. It just looks lame. It looks like office workers shooting at each other with, like, BB guns. It just never looks good. This one's a little... With Discovery, it's a little bit better, but I totally know what you mean. Like, even, even the Discovery, it's cheesy as fuck. Like, you're just kind of like... You're like, man, like, it's getting better, you can tell, but, like... Like George Lucas and and Lucas Films, all that all that shit, dude. They took it to the next level, and like they really did. It, like, dude, I can just sit and watch their universe, you know, on the biodomes or whatever it is on on Disney Plus, and because I'm so familiar with Endor, I, I can feel Tatooine, I can feel Mos Eisley. Like these places are so fucking real to me that like I I can live there. And I don't, I mean, I, I don't, I see Planet Vulcan like that, but not as much as, and, and when the when the fighting actually comes down, like the models that they use and just the technology even they had back then, it was just fucking phenomenal. And to me, no, it just yeah. gets better and better and better. No, you know? and like I said, the ship to ship combat is always very interesting when they do more action. I've always liked the whole shaking the stage, going back and forth, falling to the side aesthetic that they're famous for. Yes, you know when they get hit by a proton torpedo. Yes. I love you. Gotta it's in love there that. A lot in the new one too. Yeah, they do it a lot. 
Well, it wouldn't be Star Trek without it. It's so just fundamentally, intrinsically Star Trek. Like, you got to have that at least once. And Yes. But like I said earlier, I was just worried that maybe Paramount, I believe, who's, who has the rights currently or owns it outright. Um, yeah, I don't know. They're really uh, ready to step outside the Kirk Spock, I don't know, paradigm. <laughs> so yeah. I can go somewhere with it. But I would think that Data and uh, uh, Jean-Luc at this point in time would be just as well-known. I mean, they're pretty much in the whole pop cultural osmosis out there, right? I would say Picard's just as popular. Well, that show, I watched the first season of Picard. I really like it. I think it's great. But um, like I said, to me, Discovery blows it out of the water because it really, I don't know if they've got a bigger budget or what, but Picard moved kind of slow. The storyline was was good, uh, but it didn't wrap me up like like... Discovery hit me so quick and so to the point where, like, I just wanted to binge the seasons where I was like, oh, shit. Like, you know, you, I had to buy Paramount Plus because I watched the first season and they're like, now you got to buy the Right. And I had to. I couldn't, like, like if Picard, I, if I had to pay for another season, I'd be like, fuck it, dude. I'm not going to play. I'm not going to pay for Picard. I'm going to, like, I'll wait. But this is totally different, you know? It's so, like just slower because Patrick Stewart has to be in his 80s by now, right? It could be that. He was in Excalibur, and that was like 40 years ago, and he was at least 40 in that movie. And, and he's dying in it, so, like, that that's it, too. In the first season, he's dying of it, and, like, I don't want to fuck up this, the whole thing, but he turns into this AI machine at the end, so you can't tell. You think he's old as shit, but then all right. of a sudden he becomes this AI, and you're like, dude, what the fuck? Now he's back to normal Picard. So he's, like, like the cutest again, or, like, he's, like a more advanced? Yeah, he becomes he, like he basically. I don't want to fuck it up, but the first season of okay, Dark, okay. he dies, and then they they turn him to an AI robot, and then he's just back to his normal self, like you would have seen him, you know, like fresh out of like kind of like like Gen 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 X, you know, or the Gen you know, next generation. So okay, I can dig that. That sounds actually pretty darn cool. Yeah, it it is. It really is. So they are kind of they are taking chances, and believe me, if we didn't have a conversation, I wouldn't even know this because. You know, I get stuck in just the movies with the with you know Star Trek Four with Spock and you know, right. I've been watching them on Hulu. I've actually been kind of going over them all week. To tell you the truth, yes, so good. Three Greg says they invented the low budget action scene. Definitely, I think both both really did. Like uh, Star Wars, especially just with the models and and all the uh, just little technical things they you know. And when you go into Star Tours. If you ever done, you know, I know you're in Southern California. Or, oh, where yeah. are you exactly? Where are you? You say you're like. I'm 30 currently miles. in Redlands. I'm from okay. San Bernardino, and I grew up San Bernardino Riverside. But currently, I'm in Redlands. Perfect. So now I know. Do you know? Hello to all my inland people. Heck yeah! So do, we'll we'll get off the subject just for a, a bit. Tell me about yourself. What do you do? What What's your whole? You know what 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 makes you happy in life right now? Oh, what do I do? Um, I get up. Um. I breathe. Hell yeah. Say hi to my children. <laughs> How many children you got? I got three. Awesome. And I got two little boys and a little girl. I got awesome. a little, little girl that just turned three on Halloween, matter of fact. Oh, yeah. We were talking about that because that's my birthday. <laughs> yeah. See, yeah. That was super cool. That's and crazy. Uh, I got a young man that's going to be 10 in December and another one that's going to be nine in February. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, as of right now, nothing. COVID wrecked my last job, and I've uh, been a stay-at-home dad. You know, uh, did the unemployment thing, and it's yeah. actually been wonderful because I'm getting back all the time I lost for the first couple years of their life. That's awesome. Uh, I was a nursery manager prior to this, and now I have the free time to be with my kids again. And I honestly, I'm enjoying the living heck out of it. I think COVID really uh, it made people see what was more important. You know, like it was, you know, I can't lie. It was honestly, and for at least me, it was, it was somewhat of a blessing. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it ended up turning out to be okay. And then I don't want to be insensitive to anybody who that may not have happened for. Yeah. But uh, in my case though, I have to admit that like, it's been a pretty good situation. And I think, I think as long as us humans try to make the best out of what we got. And I think we were all forced into to nothing. And when you, when you all just have to, you know, basically remain inside like i personally i had i had two jobs i was uh, a musician and then right. i had you know i'm a ups driver so you know the musician job if i just relied on that alone i would be just completely homeless fucking homeless you know right so because that just all died out but 
then in a sense, since I had my essential working job, I could still just maintain my normal life. And then since I could step outside of the music world and, and not like have to worry about, you know, having a budget for, for the band bullshit and, and buying props and doing all this stuff, I could really sit back and be like, dude, what's important again? You know, like, of course, playing music is fucking rad and all that's hanging out with my friends is cool, but what's important, you know? And you start to think, well, being with the people that you love, that's the most important thing. And you that's kind of why. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it. we're not hurting or anything like that. And yeah. And like, okay, outside the first, what, six months when you start going stir crazy because you used to being busy for, you know, all day and, you yeah. know what I mean? Just like yeah. passing out at night. Yeah. When you get used to being relaxed again, that takes some time. But, you know, that's a blessing too. Like, how awesome is that? Like, it, it, it's it's been cool. Like, I have to admit, it's been really cool. And uh, we're just trying to build our life further out here in the city of Redlands. That's awesome. Uh, three Greg says Redlands rocks. Right it does. There. It's a really cool little town. I like. I was telling you, it's basically the Inland Empire's uh, city of Orange. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, just antique everything. Uh, rec good, nice record shops and like fun little arts and cultures and crafts. And it's nice. It's a really nice town. That's awesome. And that probably has the best like last remaining stock of uh, early uh, or was that a Victorian era and mid century homes. It sounds like really familiar. I think I've actually played a show out there one time about six years ago. And because I remember we had to go through the, the, I think it was Ortega Canyon or something. And we had to yeah. go through that. And my friend was just, he wasn't the best driver. He passed away like in the beginning of the year. But dude, oh my goodness. Just, yeah, it, it wasn't from COVID. It was some other things. But he was like the roadie to my band. And he, he dude, he always would scare me when he was driving because he just like, I can't explain it, but he, he would sometimes lose focus. Like me and him would have this connection and all of a sudden he'd be driving and all of a sudden he'd lo lose focus. Cause I was losing focus and I'd be like, right. I remember him doing that on, on fucking that Ortega. And I was just like, it scared the, the shit out of me, but he always. I'm trying to think what else you could have caught and just got the, you know, eventually ended up on the 91 to <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> instead of cutting through the Ortega and going up the long way. I mean, you're cutting through quite a few canyons by then. Like, you're going to cut through Moreno Valley and Santa Mateo, too. Like, yeesh. <laughs> Dude, all I know is we were driving a long time, you know? So, you know, but it's I cool believe out there. It. I, no, I, it's I, a really, it's a rad little place, man, I have to admit. Um, oh, and to answer your other question, things that make me happy, well, my wife and children, of course. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, SNK fighting games. Okay. Because uh, that's like the second thing that came to my mind. And uh, Baker's drive through Okay, I'm going to show you what I just got this weekend, uh, or this week, because it's my birthday. This is the one thing that I bought for myself. This is a controller, a fighting controller. No way. Right this is the, uh, for everyone at home, this is the Universal Arcade Stick F500 Elite. Okay. Yes. So... This is what I'm up to, so I'm all about the fighting as well. You know, that's another so you thing. know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Thank God, dude! I got the like the Sanwa buttons and the, like the Sanwa joystick. Like, like oh my when, gosh, when I'm when I'm playing, you know, like real fight games. Like since I grew up doing that as a kid, like they're instilled in my like my movements. I know how to like do an uppercut. I know how to do guys like whatever, and right. you just know those movements. And like as I get older, they haven't gone away. So yeah, that's like, muscle memory for the rest of your life. That's like exactly. tiny shoes. It is. So like when I try to play with these little shitty controllers and I'm trying to do like an uppercut, I'm like, no, man. And and now I end up with smushing the... when I don't mean to smush. Don't you yeah. hate that? And you get frustrated because you don't yeah. have the real controller. I don't have you know? ten year old fingers anymore and a ten year old thumb. You know what I mean? I have this yeah. your forty year old one that's a lot bigger. Yes, and you do get tired, you know, and you do get work. So I'm all about the fighting games as well. Straight and especially up. if you know SNK versus Capcom, SNK is a little bit more uh, button heavy. Okay, I'm going to check that one out. I'm going to check that one out uh, because I've been playing Marvel versus Capcom 3. So I'll okay. check out SNK. Uh, SNK, so basically Fatal Fury, King of Fighters, Art of Fighting. You know, man. You played yeah, World Heroes up, growing up. up. If you grew up in Southern California in any time in the nineties, yep. you played yep. one of these games. Samurai Showdown. Yep. That shit was dude. That's how we used to interact. You know, like you would just you'd be fighting the person next to you, someone put the quarter up and it's time to go. Like, you know, really? that, that, let's That'd be go. Fun as hell. Just lining those corners up to pop, 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 pop them down. Yep. It was so much fun. Our local place was called Laser Blast. Now tell me how eighties is that. That is awesome. That's right there awesome. off of Sterling and uh, Baseline, I want to say. No, Sterling and Highland. And uh, Sterling 
in Highland Avenue in Highland, California, right there, Bay, uh, Laser Blast. That's now, sick. that was good arcades. That's the shit, arcades. You know, now we yeah. all have them in our homes, but going out being in an arcade, being at a pinball machine, looking at the chick next to you, and, you know, looking looking around, socializing with people. It's so different how we do it now, you know? Nothing like, smelled like that. That mix of electronics and just, like, D.O. And it just, it was an interesting <laughs> setup. It's funny how things that even weren't necessarily, like, meant to be group activities ended up being group activities, like arcades, you know? Because you're there to play video games, but it ends up being so much more. Yep. You it's start sharing clip. stuff. That's where you learn stuff that's happening at school. Like, it was really fun. It was really... And then you go right on somebody's handlebars back home. Like, a hell of a time to be alive. It really was. And I wonder if, like, the Gen X was, like, really one of the last... Like, since we didn't have the iPhones and this kind of communication, and, and I just wonder if we really are kind of the, the last generation to see a world that's not wrapped around you know racing to mars well yeah the internet was still primitive and basically worthless when we i mean it was not worthless but like you could only do so much if you had the time you know if you wanted to download anything or speak to anybody or do anything fun it took hours or you had a yep. aol which was yep. like the pinnacle of technology for you know people who can afford anything worthwhile <laughs> no it's true and uh, that still took forever. Just dial-up itself. Like, ah, I remember when broadband came out. Was that 2000 out there? Got to Riverside finally? <laughs> That's great. And it's still, some of the, even now, some of the Wi-Fi in some of the places that I, I deliver to, they, they it's not up to par. You know, so, no. okay, I got a question for you. Please. This is, uh, do you think, uh, what effect does, like, sci-fi have on technology and mankind like star trek and star wars what what do you think you know oh. what was there first the chicken or the egg you know okay well i mean i guess sci-fi gives us something to shoot for and inspires i mean i hate to sound so generic but i mean let's be honest you know some things will come across because somebody dreamt it up and some things you know somebody will see in a magazine and go how close can we get to that like, I think about those guys who go and make their own lightsabers. <laughs> Dude, I was just going to say that. I was, did you see me stop? I was going to say, lightsaber? That was the next word yeah. out of my mouth. But like, you get it, though? Like, And the guys who like, are trying to create repulsor tech like Iron Man, like, yep. they really go out and do that. Like, Dude, I love it. And who knows it. what they're figuring out in the meantime? Yep, I mean, exactly. that's what that Jack Parsons guy was doing, and he was totally sci-fi. Yep. <laughs> like, you couldn't make up this guy. He didn't really exist, like I'm saying. He, he sounds like Dr. Doom. He has his origin story. And, um, <laughs> and he even died like a supervillain. It's crazy. He's the one actually who helped uh, L. Ron Hubbard come up with Dianetics. Apparently, no uh, L. Ron Hubbard stole Dianetics from him. No way. Yeah, the whole idea of it. He stole it from him and stole his yacht and stole, like, his wife and everything. Yeah, this guy is super interesting. I, really I got to check that out. Yeah, like, he's very interesting. Dianetics is a trip in itself. You oh, know? dude, big time. That's a whole other show. Like, dude. Yeah. Don't they believe, like, aliens? Like, the souls of aliens in? that were dropped in a volcano. I only yeah. know through South Park, dude. Yeah. Like, my, my whole experience with no, Scientology is, yeah, is, is South Park. Real. <laughs> and um, close by where I used to live, there's like a compound uh -huh. that they have a big wooden like sailing ship in the middle of uh -huh. over by Saboba Springs. Okay. And uh, that's it. They, they, they have a lot of power in Riverside County. I'll put it that way. Crazy. Yeah. Like it's like supposed to be really kind of spooky, like to the top of city hall type stuff. Like they kind of get what they want. And like, it's a humongous, you used to be able to see it before they grew the trees to block it from the, the freeway, the highway right there. Yeah. But there was a big wooden sailing ship, ship uh, model right in the middle. Crazy. Yeah, it was very interesting. It was very interesting. Have you seen any? This is totally off. Well, it's not really off. Have you have you seen any? You know, UFOs out in in, in that area? Have you ever seen a UFO in your lifetime? Yeah, but not here. I lived on my grandma's farm in a place called the San Luis Valley in Colorado, and that's like UFO Alley right there. It's a little bit north of Taos. And south of Pueblo. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I saw a lot of weird shit there. Well, it's the first time I ever saw stars. All right. Because I grew up in Southern California, so I've, light pollution, I've only seen like, you know, occasionally, <laughs> like in wintertime, you know, right. a couple of stars. Yeah. And the first and the first time I ever saw stars for real was out there, and it freaked me out. And I remember, you know, sitting still watching a patch of sky and watching the satellites. 
Yeah. But every now and then I would see satellites zigzag and stuff. And I'm like, it's insane. It's insane. Are they supposed to do that? <laughs> it's insane. I know I'm not calling it a UFO. I couldn't yeah. identify it. It was yeah. flying, it was an object. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that area is really weird. There's supposed to be a city of lizard people underneath everything over there, too. It's really weird. Oh, Look it up. San Luis Valley, Colorado. There's a lot of weird skinwalker stuff. Like, all that stuff is, like, heavy in that area. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, that's it. where I found out about that stuff. Skinwalkers was years ago, 98. You're not even supposed to say that name out loud. Wow. It tracks them to you. And they get, like, crazy. real scared. Yeah, and the, the, the natives in that area will fight you if you think it's funny to, like, drop the name and stuff. Well, dude, there's that new show. I've watched, I think, both seasons of it, and they're not fucking around. And Dude, and, they don't play. No, man. That guy's getting sick. He's losing the hair. Like, mm-hmm. it's just like You're like, what? Stop it. There's something in the American Central Midwest or whatever that is, the Rocky Mountain area, that's just full of weird stuff, bro. That whole area yeah. is just weird. New Mexico's weird in itself. It's just that whole, that whole thing. And Southern Colorado is really weird. And it's not a lot of population as well. So, you know, yeah. that's that's the interesting thing. Of course, where there's not a lot of populated areas, there's going to be the most top secret crazy shit that we'll never even get to find out about, you know? And that's not even the weirdest thing I saw when I was in Colorado. The weirdest thing I ever saw was a line of cars, all black, drive down this little country-ass road. And I don't know where they were going. They just kind of, I just saw the dust kicking up one moment and then they drove and it was like 10 cars and it was all these black, like sedan type things. And it was like a few sedans in like, uh, like the, the, this was 98. So the explorers before explorers came out. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And there was like, yeah, about 10, maybe 11 of them just driving down all my mark, nothing in them. And I don't know where they were going or what they were doing. And then I, when I asked my grandmother, she was like, oh, probably county people. I was like, wow, <laughs> this county yeah. has like 100 people in it. They can afford this? <laughs> they must have one hell of a mechanic. Well, I know that uh, Dan, Dan Aykroyd, he talked about some similar uh, similar vehicles, and he said that he was doing this UFO show, and uh, I think he was doing like shooting for it, and he got this call. They're like, you need to go outside. And he's like, okay, he gets this call from Britney Spears, and he's outside on the street, and one of these vehicles, like you described, pulls up, and he like he he looks on the phone, and he's like, "Hey, Brittany, what's up?" And she starts talking about like Saturday Night Live, and then all of a sudden, like he sees these two people get out of the car and look at him, like we're gonna like kind of like this, like you know, give him the the we're gonna take you out, and he didn't understand, and then so he's like, "Hold on, Brittany," and then when he looked back, he said that the car was gone. Not like someone drove away, not like someone, not like it flew away, like it cling on stealth and to let him know that they'd fucking kill him. And like, why would Dan Aykroyd say that on film? Like, it's it's on a film he did. Why why would that even be, you know, out? and then, then that UFO show got canceled. It straight got canceled. So, oh, yeah. That's nice. Oh, wait, am I thinking the guy Riker? Riker had that one, a show like that, too, when we were kids, right? Beyond belief. Oh yeah, yeah. Wasn't yeah, it always yeah. about stuff like that. It's always either aliens or Bigfoot. I wonder if there's a connection. I want to know. <laughs> One or two. Cobra. <laughs> okay. In, in a in a real serious question, please. If Spock or Luke Skywalker were to fight, who would win? Oh well, Luke no lightsaber. Would probably... No lightsaber. Well, Luke still has the force. He can still force choke and everything. But if Spock can maybe close the gap and like you know touch his face. You know, do that my melt thing. I mean, Vulcans are a lot stronger than humans. Is this Spock? And yeah, and it's mating time, Spock. <laughs> That's a tough question. I would he'll say fight right just, through it. Just, you know, just normal funny. Spock. Huh. My buddy of mine. I, I, I'm giving it to Luke seven out of ten, and then like I don't know, Spock <laughs> figures his way around it. Through you know, they start mind battling or something, and Spock just hoses them in that arena, I guess. I love like that. He reaches out with his feelings, and then Spock has no feelings, so he traps him in like some paradox or some crap, you know. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> and stuff like that. But my buddy and I have this theory that Vulcans would be the greatest Jedi of them all. Yes. Which just the sheer total emotional, like, they just completely control it. 
completely. So yes. they would just reach the pinnacles of the good side of the force. And no more no yeah. more Anakin's. <laughs> they wouldn't need to worry about anything until it's mating time, and then they can go into like a chamber, and they can be Sith for a week, and then you know when they're done, they're back to being the best Jedi's. Right, right. Okay, one more, one more. Okay. Uh, Han Solo or Captain Kirk? Who would who would win in a fight there? Oh, you know, and what? at their prime, both at their prime, not now. Oh. <laughs> Probably Kirk, dude, because to tell you the truth, uh, you know, Harrison Ford really can't throw a punch. <laughs> like, even Indiana Jones didn't look like he really knew how to fight. Like, he looked like he was an archaeologist when he got into a fight. <laughs> like, those Nazis should have been beating his ass, like, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> these are, like, <laughs> these are guys who just got out the front line out in Russia and stuff. They should be kicking the shit out of this American archaeologist's ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. There's that one movie, uh, what's it called, uh, Inglorious in, in Bastards or whatever, and mm -hmm. there's that one, just like the Mike guy that's got the baseball bat, and he is just smashing Nazis' heads, and I'm fucking smiling, like, and I'm German, bro, and I'm just smiling, knowing that, like, you know, just to see these people get their payback just somehow is where it's fucking at, you know? Oh, so yeah, Definitely. Definitely, but yeah, I think I don't know. Something tells me William Shatner would just kick Harrison Ford's ass. I don't know. I don't know what I it think is. So too, just on attitude alone. Once that like sixties like man's man, those guys were smart and cool. They did drugs and drank whiskey and womanize, <laughs> but they were also like you know they knew calculus and they could fight and camp and you know what I mean. Definitely, they were Different men men. Breed. Different breed. And then, like, Harrison Ford's, like, hippie, you know, 60s, 70s, disco dancer guy, like, boo, free love, get out of here, guy. Can't fly, <laughs> can't fly a plane really well at all. He can fly yeah. a million falcon, but he can't fly the, fly the fucking normal planes. Well, you he know? needs to go get a damn job, like, get out of here. <laughs> do, you think it's, do you think him continuing uh, Indiana Jones, like, is, is appropriate, or do you think he should just give it up, or... It's horrible. He's so old. Like, he's as old as my grandpa. And I don't want to see my grandpa out there doing Indiana Jones stuff at this point. Like, yeah, that man was my hero growing up. But yeah. I don't want him to do anything other than sit in his chair and watch TV. That's how I feel about Bono. Like, I used to really love you, too. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, I, I fucking loved you, too, as much as I loved Jane's Addiction and as much as I loved, like, all these bands, right? And now I listen to their current single, and I'm like, dude, my ears are literally fucking bleeding. How does that happen? Like, how does that happen? And I think there's a lot of egoness involved, but I, I don't get it. I'm going to tell you the truth. The only U2 album I've ever heard in its entirety is the Joshua Tree. That's all you need to hear. That's okay. all you need to hear. No other albums fucking matter. And, and that's why it trips me out because, like, one of my five island albums is like, dude, that's one of them. Like, it's one of my favorite albums of all time. And, you know, I've heard them all. So, yes, that that is one of the pieces of vinyl that will live on. But all other just... It's it's irrelevant, especially the shit they're putting out now. It's just like it's almost hurting that reputation of that great fucking record. And it's like you want to shake them up and be like, just stop, stop it, you know? Yeah, I think they 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 should be done. There's yes. no there's no problem with bowing out now. Yes, definitely. Okay, so uh, back on Star Wars, really quick. I I know that we were talking about how uh, you know coming up in the and the new. Uh, the new time frames of things like people like uh, the new guy that did uh, Star Wars, he fucked it up pretty bad. But recently, mm -hmm. George Lucas is talking about somehow interweaving uh, a timeline because he's taking it back now in between like like three, you know, you know, three movies. So. I think that's cool, and I'll definitely save the timeline and save it if George Lucas, their creator, comes back. But uh, as for Star Trek, like I said, the Discovery definitely has saved it for me. Check that shit out. Uh, I will what definitely. Was, what was that one guy's name again that uh, created those that crazy technology? I just want to. Oh, Jack Parsons. Jack Parsons. Okay, cool. Okay, so now, do you do you do you create art? Do you fucking do you? make movies like what do you do you know raising kids is enough but is there anything do you want to promote that's kind of like my my uh are you selling anything um uh, no i Honestly, love that that's no. the best that's the best 
this is all I've had to look forward to all week as far as that's concerned, and I'm happy I did it. This was a lot of fun. Okay, now you get the big question. Okay. What, what does it all mean? I don't know if the question truly is what does it all mean. It is what did you do while you had it? Nice. I, like I think you kind of figure it out then. You know what I mean? It means you didn't, you know what I mean? Then you know. Because like if that. you didn't do anything, you're like, you know, life was meant to live and I didn't live. But if you live, yeah. then it's, it might be the little things. But, you know, I think at the end is when you really find out. I definitely agree. You said that in like less than 30 seconds and usually people take forever. But I think sometimes the, the simplicity is it. And I think I've been off of work for a while. I've got a lot of time to think. But I like it. And I, I think <laughs> you're right. It's just the experience. You know, I watched this this uh documentary on talk shows today and you know i'm like why are we so fascinated with johnny carson why are we so fascinated with the you know these people and i don't think that we're necessarily fascinated with who the fuck they are but just their human experience that they're living and when you get to see like even the concerts that we go to the the, the people that it's not that the music is just the best shit ever but it's also like i want to see that person up there and I like to see what their human experience is and what they're going through. And maybe it's similar to mine. And can so, you imagine what Carson's life was like? I mean, you just, your job is to interview interesting people every night for millions of dollars. And try to be funny and entertaining for yeah. decades. And, and he wasn't even particularly funny. I mean, no. you know, the golf swing and, you know, he just had a shtick that he did and people enjoyed yep. it enough. And that Thank was God. It. It's like we all just cared about him. We it cared must have about incredible. Yeah. And I think that's it. I think we're more or less, uh, you know, we're, we're fascinated by the human experience, you know, and I am, and it doesn't have to be someone like Johnny Carson. It could be the homeless lady that fucking hits me up for a dollar every day. You know, like I'm fascinated by all creation and uh, I that. it's fun, man. It's life's fun. And I'm glad that you came on the show. I'm okay. glad I did too. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you. Definitely. All right, Michael Perez, everybody. Thank you. Thank for you, everybody. Off. Have a good night. You too, brother. All right, buddy. Later. Okay, that was amazing. Michael's Michael's rad, everybody. That was super fun. Any questions or anything? I'm glad everyone hung in there. We got kind of deep. I think that Spock would definitely kick Luke Skywalker's ass, like you said, but with logic. All right, that was fun. I think I'm going to wrap her up. You guys have a great night. Great rest of your week. I will be back next weekend. And uh, live long and prosper. What does it all mean?